This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Danny Sarek and Brad Sham. Is the Miller Lite Cowboys Out supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts? Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Thank you very much for joining us on the Cowboys Hour. Our usually most of the time Monday night stop uh, during the season, and we like to uh, say we are delighted to have you. Whether you're listening to us on uh, the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Or um, if you are joining us streamed on DallasCowboys.com. Now, if you are joining us streamed on Dallas Cowboys, what are they seeing? That's a good, not us. No, not us <laughs> right now. Um, and I'm going to tell all of you why in a minute. But and Mothership, what are they seeing right now if they try to uh, log into DallasCowboys.com? At the moment, well, they don't log, they don't put it up live, do they? Do they on the website? I think they do. They do. Well, I don't know what you're seeing, but um, hopefully, this is like uh, doing a radio show, and I've done that all my life, so I can do that, and I can say, I think, well, I know I can say it, whether I get a response or not. Uh, we'll find out if we say hello to Cowboys cornerback Anthony Brown. A. B. How are you? Hey, A.B., you just made my day. Just made my day. Now, I haven't seen Anthony since now. I haven't seen Anthony since last year, and uh, and I miss seeing you, pal. But uh, how how you feeling? I know, hanging in there. You know, just trying to get healthy and get get better. All right. So uh, let me just uh, uh, take everyone behind the curtain just for a moment. So this obviously is a COVID year. Normally in past years, uh, we would be doing this in a a restaurant uh, setting, and we would be welcoming fans live, and you'd be getting your picture taken with Anthony Brown at some point this evening. We can't do that this year. Thank you, COVID. And so this year, Danny and I are in a studio at the Star, and the players have been in a different room in a different part of the Cowboys complex where we're nowhere near each other because we're not allowed to be. And uh, and so we have a camera hookup so we can see each other. But that's not the case tonight because the uh, thanks to uh, the pandemic around the country, um, all NFL teams except the ones who were originally scheduled to play today, uh, uh, yesterday and today, Um, are shut out of their buildings. The buildings are shut down. And the idea, I believe, was that if anybody was exposed over Thanksgiving to people, then there was time for that to kind of get out of the system, maintain the protocols, and by Wednesday you could come back. So, Anthony, where are you right now? I'm home. I mean, are you you, you sitting at the kitchen table? Are you sitting in your sofa? What are you doing? 
I'm sitting in um, just a um, study room. In the study room. Very good. Okay. Are you comfortable? Yes, sir. Oh boy. Okay. So, um, so we are. We have this um, apparently complicated um, Zoom link communication that um, we're all supposed to dial into, and that's how Danny and I and Anthony we're going to see each other. And for whatever reason, that's not working right now. But that's okay. Because we're talking to each other, and we're talking to you. And uh, so Anthony said a minute ago he was trying to heal up. So obviously missed the game the other day because of uh, a rib injury. Is that the same injury that had you on IR earlier in the year? Yes, it is. It is. And is it better yet? Um, I really can't say right now. <laughs> okay. I really can't say. <laughs> you, you can't, you're not allowed to say or you don't know? Pretty, pretty much both. Pretty much both. Okay, <laughs> I like good. the honesty. Good. Okay, it's got to be frustrating for you. It's got a new contract. Uh, one of the leaders, one of the veterans in the room, and uh, the team obviously needs you, and you can't be out there. Is it just killing you? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, um, especially Thanksgiving Day. You know, watching watching those guys go out there and battle. And um, not come up with the W. Um, it was it was heart crushing. And um, so people understand what you were just saying. You were watching them because when you're when you're injured, you're not allowed to be at the stadium, are you? Well, I think you you if you're on IR, you're not allowed. But if, if you're on if IR, you're not, yeah, if you're on IR, you're not allowed. But if you're not on IR, you're. I was there. I was at the game. Oh, you were okay. Earlier yeah. in the year, when you were on IR, you were not allowed to be at the game. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. But you were there and got to see it all in beautiful living color. Um, <laughs> so one other thing that I think I ought to throw out right now, and I want Anthony's thoughts about this. So as you all know, the Cowboys' uh, schedule which came out in April, said they were going to play on Thanksgiving, and then they were going to play this coming Thursday uh, against the uh, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, which meant today would have been Thursday because the seven-day clock sits in. But wait, the Ra- you want to do this? Because I don't think I can keep track of it. Poor Brad was so confused when I was explaining all of these different games. Today. I mean, just, I really think it's above my pay grade. I think it's above my pay grade. Yes. So the Cowboys were supposed to play originally Thursday, and then that got moved to Monday. Because? Because of the outbreak in Baltimore and their game against Pittsburgh. Oh, gosh. Stay with me, Brad. No, this is it. This is what I want you to do. I'm counting on you. Baltimore's game against Pittsburgh, which was supposed to be tomorrow, Tuesday. No, no. It was supposed to be Thanksgiving. Yes. Take me back a step further. Okay. Thanksgiving. Okay. Then it got rescheduled for to tomorrow. To yesterday. Oh, now I'm confused. It did. It got rescheduled. Oh, man. AB, are either you way, up on this? Either way, they're playing. Yes, it they're was playing rescheduled way. to Sunday. Right. And then they rescheduled it again. To Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, that's where I'm at. Right. And now it's Wednesday. Afternoon. Because they have to show the tree light. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly what's happening, folks. You're right. I confused myself on that. See, so the so uh, so the Cowboys game w- with Baltimore was going to be Thursday. Then it was going to be Monday at four o'clock Central Time, and now it's going to be God willing Tuesday night of next week, December eighth at seven o'clock 
Central Time. Now, I know that uh, I'm having a heck of a time keeping track of all that. And, A.B., I'm just going to pretend for a minute that your ribs are going to heal and you're going to be getting ready to play whenever you're let back in the building. Whether that's true or not, just play along. You, so all this is happening. right? As a player, how do you react to that? I mean, you really just got to... You just got to adjust. You just got to be able to adjust to any circumstance and situations that come up this year. You know, it's been a crazy year ever since the beginning. So anything that happened now shouldn't even surprise anybody in my eyes. And um, you just should just keep got to keep going with the flow and just learn how to adjust. And I saw this will be the first Tuesday game in franchise history for the Cowboys. I mean, anything's possible in 2020 at this point. Apparently. No, and it, which is crazy. They have actually played on a Wednesday, and obviously they've played on Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays. And they've played on Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, in preseason they would have played some. and uh, But so this is the first Wednesday, Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be stupid. I just Tuesday. Am. Tuesday would be the first Tuesday game in Cowboys history. Okay. So um, Anthony Brown... Um, you what? What month did you sign your new contract? Um, March, just before the shutdown. Just be right before it and, had just shut down. And it had just shut down. Mm-hmm. So, but you anticipated before before the lockdown. Were you anticipating that you were going to get that done and you were going to be jumping back in? Or did it? It it didn't sneak up on you, right? I mean, you kind of you thought the contract was going to get done, and you'd be jumping back in. Well, I I just knew um, that time frame. You know, when contracts usually get done was in that in that time frame, and then the COVID stuff just hit at the same time, pretty much, and everything lucked out. Though I I was able to stay in Dallas, where my family was already here, so everything pretty much worked out for itself. I mean. Can you just just take me back to then? Not as you said a minute ago. Right now, everybody has had to learn how to adjust. Back, take me back to then when the world locked down. You just re-signed. What was that like? Uh, it was a little different because um, even signing the contract, you know, um, nobody was in the building. It was very quiet, and um, it was just different. I can't even explain the feeling because I never felt it before it was just different and uh, I was supposed to go home to see my family I wasn't able to go home so I've been I've been in Dallas the whole year um, no family has been here all year I didn't have any family for Thanksgiving this year um, it's just been different all year it's been a different year um, yeah that's that's ridiculous okay one one more thing on uh, on this subject, and then when we'll take our break and we'll we'll move on to some other things. But obviously, last week was horrific with the passing of Marcus Paul, and uh, we've tried to make clear to everyone how close players have to be to the strength and conditioning coach. How, as a as a football team, how did you deal with that? I really can't say. You know, everybody deal with things different. You know. Um... I was very, I was very close to Marcus, Coach Marcus, because um, he was a DB guy, and he he was always on the DBs a lot. So I spent a lot of time with Coach Marcus, and um, even dating back to last year, rehabbing from my tricep injury, you know, he was there every day, making sure I get back right. And um, you know, it was just sad, you know, and it was it was just something. Like I said, this year's been crazy, man. Just stuff that you least expect, and um, I wasn't there to see it, and I'm glad I wasn't. And I really don't know how to say 
how do how the other how the other players responded to it because I don't know how I would have responded if I saw it with my own eyes. Well, Anthony Brown, the Cowboys uh, cornerback, uh, trying to heal up from a rib injury and uh, trying to help us figure out what day of the week it is, is our guest on the Cowboys <laughs> Hour. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, life and football when we come back, and not COVID and scheduling and things of that nature. Uh, delighted to have everybody with us, however you're joining us. And if I haven't said it yet, A.B., thank you. I really appreciate your time tonight. Great to have you with us. No problem. Uh, now, uh, we will take a break by reminding you that the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We'll be right back with Anthony Brown on the Cowboys Hour.
the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Can't move past when the game is. <laughs> I believe it's Tuesday night at seven o'clock. Am I right? Yes. As of today, as yes. of this second, it's changed already several mm-hmm. times. Um, so Anthony Brown uh, is uh, rehabbing a rib injury and trying to uh, get himself uh, ready to play again. And so an interesting question uh, came up on our flagship station uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth, AB, a little earlier, guys who don't play, were debating what to do for the rest of the season uh, with injured players, especially veterans like yourself, Zach Martin. you got different injuries, but guys who hopefully might be able to come back, should they rush those guys back or just play younger players? From the standpoint of a veteran player, if it comes to the point, which it hasn't yet, that there's mathematically nothing to play for, um, what would be your take on that as a guy trying to rehab an injury? Um, I'd say it depends. It depends on the injury. It depends how severe it is. Um, I say if you could play, I say you, you play. If you if you if you can't play, then don't play. Yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. So if you're healthy enough, regardless of the standings, you're saying you want to play. Right. Like I said, it depends on the, the how bad is the injury. What you what you dealing with. And that makes sense, I feel like, too. A lot of fans are already starting to talk about if mathematically you're not in this to a certain point, you know, they start getting excited about draft picks and looking way too far ahead. And that's just not something that comes across your mind as an athlete, right, is is you don't want to play for a draft pick next year. You're playing to win right now. Yeah, and tomorrow, clearly tomorrow's not promised, and we don't know what's, what's the future holds. So I say, I say you play. So let's talk about the defense a little bit. It's been uh, clearly a struggle uh, all year, and uh, also clearly things have improved somewhat. There have been a little stretch, uh, and I would include most of the second Washington game, most of it, uh, that the, the defense has obviously been playing at a, a higher level. You're a veteran. Uh, I think you're the most veteran guy in the DB room, aren't you? Aren't you more veteran than, uh, than uh, DT? Uh, we came in same year. Same year. Okay, so you yeah. share that. Um, so, what's your view on the way the defense has progressed, and um, what some of the issues were earlier in the year? I just think um, you know we come. We was coming into a new defense. You know, a new coaching staff. Um, everybody just trying to get get to know each other, feel feel each other out, feel our vibes and our energy, communication. You know. Um, and that's, that was more the growing pains in the early or the beginning of the year. And I feel like later on, we, we starting to talk more. We starting to play as one a little bit more and uh, understand what the coaches are expecting from us. And I think it's getting, it's getting better every week. Um, we still got plenty of room for improvement. We still got plenty of things we need to do. But I feel like we starting to pick up on things a little bit. 
And and when you Jalen Smith had a, a press phone call today, and he's talked about it. Various of you have on defense about communication. You just alluded to it. What fans? I'm not sure that really understand what that means. When you talk about communication changing and being different, um, how how has it been different than from other years? Uh, it's just communication. It's it's, it's it could be some simple as um, you might call a route. You might call a a route something, but then another coach might call it something else. So simple stuff like that. It's just things we got to get on the same page with, and then also. When you out on the field during on game day, you know, you got the, well, there's no crowd right now, but things move pretty fast when you're on the field. So you got to be able to talk to your, your teammate next to you real quick. And y'all both got to understand what each other is saying before the ball is snapped. And so you both playing the same defense. Whether it's that communication or style of play, what's been the biggest adjustment for you this year under this new staff? Um, pretty much just, just you know, um, just trying to make sure everybody else, make sure every, in, the, in the secondary, make sure every, the other guys in the secondary, we all try to play as one and um, just try to stay on top of everything and, and don't lose focus. That's pretty much been my biggest thing. And at the end of the day, as a corner, I'm doing the same thing regardless. I'm just, I'm covering guys. And um, it wasn't, it's no big change from coach to coach because I'm still doing the same thing. You just got to make sure everybody else understands. Like now, I would say I work more with my safeties now in this defense than I did in the past. So that could be my biggest challenge. In, in I'm sorry, Danny. In what way, AB? Just um, like communicating a certain a certain play and saying like, okay, are you you going to be here? Are you going to what what we doing on this? Like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of small talk before the snap that changed this year from from the past. You kind of just hinted at going back to the basics of when you're thinking about all the things that have changed, was that something that you or you guys as a group or a team had the discussion about is when you guys were struggling in the first half of the season of, okay, let's take a step back and let's get back to the basics. Yeah, we definitely always try to, um, every week, even if we want to lose, no matter what, we want to go back to the basics, review everything. So we don't lose focus of it and we don't forget them, forget those things because the basics is what's going to get us in the deep in the playoffs. So we always want to revert back to the basics. We always want to make sure we're on our P's and Q's and everything. And um, that's definitely one of the things we, we try to drill in our heads every week, just fundamentals and, you know, just take it one play at a time and don't try to be a superhero. Is it difficult when you guys are going through struggles, or even if not after, you know, recently defense has played uh, much better when things are having to be virtual and you're having to go over things and talk about going back to the basics, but you might not be able to physically have practice, what you guys have had to deal with a couple times this year already. Is that just more difficult having to do it all virtually? Uh, we, 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 um, I mean, since the season started, we've pretty much been face-to-face. This is our first week having virtual meetings with the Cowboys, thank God, deep in the, deep in the season. But um, definitely with no OTAs and no um, you know, off-season, those virtual meetings, yeah, that, that was totally different. And that's another reason why I feel like the season started the way it did because that was our first time on the field together as one was game one. It wasn't no, we didn't get no practice and no reps beforehand, no preseason to see where we were. So I would say that. So it's, you've, you've validated a feeling I have that um, there is value to preseason games. Now, as a, when you were a rookie, you needed those games to be able to play special teams, right? Correct. 
And now you're an established veteran, and uh, you still have a role on special teams. But do you do you agree that um, one thing we have learned from this year is that even if it's only two, there is value to uh, even returning players to having a couple of preseason games? Yes, there's definitely value to, to have a, a game or two um, before the regular season because you don't want your first snap being being game one and it's, it's, it's for real. You want to get out there and see, you know, feel, feel the personnel, feel your, your, your defense, what, what you got out there, who you're working with. You want to know all those things before the bullets really get to flying and you want to know and feel comfortable and confident, confident about it. With this new coaching staff, I mean, this team, along with really every team, has dealt with adversity and, you know, day-to-day -day life and preparation for games. And this Cowboys team specifically has dealt with a ton of injuries and now schedule changes. What's impressed you about Mike McCarthy or this new coaching staff in general with how they have handled these adversities and kept this team focused? What impressed me the most is, um, you know, he, he just never, he never, um, he never give up and he always, he's always going to keep going no matter the circumstances of what's thrown at him, you know, um, you know, the media, whatever media saying, whatever anybody's saying, because McCartney, he, he loves his players and he's going to, he's going to ride for his players. And that's what I really love about him. Um, let's talk about injuries and how you deal with not your own. Everybody, I think, knows how players deal with their own injuries. When every tree in the forest is falling around you. <laughs> I mean, everybody gets injuries. There's, there's teams that have them every year. Um, and I think there's been more of them this year because of the absence of the offseason, the conditioning and uh, programs and the preseason games. But now your side of the ball has been hit maybe a little less hard. Uh, you lost. You, you were out a couple of times now. Cheeto was out. You lost Vander Esch for several weeks and now Diggs. And uh, pretty much, oh, and, then, and, and, um, and the defensive tackle, uh, Hill. Uh, now, other than that, that's, that almost sounds, when I say it out loud, A.B., it sounds terrible. <laughs> but uh, compared to the offense, it, it looks like. Lost, uh, we lost McCoy, too, in the beginning. He didn't even make well, it. Well, we yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and we never got to see him. Maybe that's why I forgot about him. That was the first practice. Um, yeah. so, but what, what, what is that like, dealing with all the injuries around you when you have to? I know all about next man up. But that kind of takes it to a different level, doesn't it? It can. It's all mental. You got to just, you can't let your mind get get to that point. You got to just keep going. And even if a guy go down, it should make you want to step up and do more and say, I got to pick it up for my, my guy, my fallen soldier who just went down. You know, it sucks and it hurts. You know, we got so many injuries, but everybody dealing with injuries. We're not the only team, you know, um, so we can't complain about that. Will learning how to do that make you better as a group and or individually in future years? I, I, I believe so. What do, you say, believe. what do you say to a young player, Trayvon Diggs, uh, who's hurt right now out for a couple weeks, fractured bone in his foot, you know, experiencing an injury in his rookie year? What do you say to him to keep his spirits up? You know, I just tell him um, just keep working. You know, don't, don't let nothing... Don't let nothing alter your confidence. Don't let nothing alter your, your work ethic that you do every day. You know, you might be hurt and you might not be playing, but still keep your same routine, keep your same habits up, and just keep grinding because once you're back, 
you feel like you, you, you didn't miss a beat. So that, that's one of the things I'll tell them. Now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, A.B., among the other things we're going to do, I want you to tell us about the cheering section you got over there, the helper. Sounds like you got some outstanding assistance uh, running around <laughs> you right there. Yeah. walking in the room. Yeah, no, we love it. It's, <laughs> this is a family show. Anthony Brown is our guest uh, this evening on the Cowboys Hour. Miller Lite Cowboys Hour brought. Light Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts.
is trying desperately to fix and rest up and rehabilitate a rib injury so he can get back on the field with his buddies. Whenever it is they play, we believe now that it is going to be a Tuesday. Danny, don't look at me like that. Danny just looked at me like I've told you a hundred times when the game is. It's probably going to be changed. It's been moved four times today. It's now Tuesday at 7. Yes. Clear your schedule. I've already put it in my schedule, (laughs) but I've changed that three times. So this is clearly a family show. And um, one of the things I just learned is that... um, Danny's father is, A, a loyal listener to this program. You sure? Well, yes. Since you started being on it. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Loyal to me, yes. (laughs) I didn't mean he was loyal to the show or to me or anything but you, but a proud dad, and I get that. And it's today's his birthday? Today's his birthday. Let's give him a shout-out. What's his name? Brian. Brian Sarek. Yes. And do we know how old Brian is today? No, don't make me say it. Well, write it down and show it to me, and I'll say it. This is a lot of math. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm scared to show you this because I think I might be wrong. Well, then we blame it on me and say that I just said it. In his fifties, can we just say that? Sure, we can say whatever you want. <laughs> uh, and and the other thing that we found out is that uh, as a proud dad would, and Anthony Brown understands this, that um, Brian uh, loves to hear his daughter's voice on everything, including the Mahendra spots. Mm-hmm. And so are, are you getting him a Mahendra tractor for his um, birthday? I am not, unless they're listening oh, and they're going to change it. That would be a great birthday gift. Wouldn't it? Yes, I, I would mean, love that. I don't know, think he has much use for that where we live. At the moment? At the moment. But it would still be a pretty nice you gift. You could work that out. I think that's a deal to be worked out. Yes, happy there, birthday, Dad. This th- is your gift. <laughs> yeah, the shout-out? Yes. Brian, happy birthday. Anthony, tell Danny's dad happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. There Wish you go. You, you guys are awesome. There you go. Outstanding. Now, uh, how about that uh, How about that assistance that you've got going on uh, over there in the Brown household, please? I got it all under control now. My wife, she she just came and got it. No, I, it wasn't. He wasn't under control. I I loved we liked that. We it. We we loved hearing him. What's his name? How old is he? Uh, his name is Major. He's um one. He just turned one and in May. That's my youngest. I have two two boys. I have a, a four year old. He's Anthony Brown Jr. And I have a one year old Major Brown. Now, now, as soon as you said Major and he just turned one, Danny's face just went aww. So cute. What a cute age. Yeah. What's he into? He's What's in Major into? Everything. <laughs> what is he not into? He's into everything, whatever. Every time I get up, he's following me everywhere I go. He's trying to get in all the cabinets, trying to open all the doors. He's in everything. Now, have you baby-proofed the place? Oh, of course, for sure. I mean, for I don't sure. mean, is it baby-proofed? I mean, you personally, have you opened? No, have I, you- I, I have to go through everything myself and make sure everything is secure and locked up. Okay, and uh, and and how about uh, Anthony Jr.? What's he into? Spider Man. He loves Spider Man. Anything Spider Man, he's with it. Can't say I blame him. Did you? Uh, were you able to do any kind of a um, Halloween? Um, I wasn't because we were on the road that week. I believe we played Philly that week, but um, they went to a Halloween party that that night. Was he? Was he Spider Man? He was. He was. He loves Spider-Man, everything. I got a new Spider-Man game. He, he plays that all the time. A video game? Yeah. Do you play video games, A.B.? I used to. Not as much as I used to. I feel like I'm, I'm getting back into it now because my son, he's getting older, and he wants to play video games now. So I'm getting back into it, but I'm not 
as big on video games as I used to be when I was younger. Brad's looking at me. I think he wants me to tell you the story. I'm sure the fans who have listened since I've joined the show the last couple of weeks are well aware of this. Um, Antoine Woods basically challenged me a couple of weeks ago saying that I would be terrible at Call of Duty because I don't play video games. And I'm a pretty competitive person. And so thankfully my brother-in-law, Scott, has two controllers. And so I've gone over and I've played Call of Duty before and I was not that bad. How many times have you played? You talking to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, no, oh, I was I, talking to oh, Danny. Oh, but me? Yeah. Oh, just that once. But so, I was pretty good. Uh, okay. Did I finished you play, 25th. Did you play Call of Duty? Uh, out of how many? I don't know. More than, 20, more than 26. <laughs> A.B., did, did you play Call of Duty? No, I'm not a big Call of Duty guy. I was more of a Madden, Madden, Madden. and a 2K guy. And, yeah. and uh, what sports do you do? Madden football or other sports that you like? Um, NBA 2K. And oh, you said that I was talking over yeah. you. NBA 2K. Which one are you better at? Uh, Madden, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Is that weird to play Madden? Like if you're picking players and teams, and you either play with or against these guys. But like I said, I haven't been, I haven't played the game in a while. So, um, but when I were when I was playing, it wasn't weird because it's a video game. I'm not thinking about oh, I actually know this guy. I'm just trying to play the game. I feel like I would think about that. Like, oh, well, this guy's my friend. Like, I, I need to have him on my team. Well, uh, were, were, you, were you ever yourself? Yeah, of course, definitely. I, I couldn't wait to see myself on the video game. <laughs> and was that weird? Nah, it, it wasn't weird. It was just like, I couldn't believe it, really. I've heard, and I, I think, by the way, I believe Antoine was one of these people who did not like the way he was depicted on Mad Yeah. Man. I don't like the way I look either, but I mean, it, it is what it is. Well, what they do to thing. you? I just don't like the way my face look on there. I don't like none of <laughs> none of it. <laughs> Did you have you talked to the people? I haven't. It ain't that big of a deal to me. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. So, do you watch other sports? Or you just like to play? Too? Like, are you a big basketball guy? I, I love I love football, baseball, and basketball. So I played baseball and football, but I didn't play basketball. But I watched basketball. But I, I did play baseball and football, and those are my top two sports. But you like hockey too, right? Yeah, I watch hockey too a little bit. I actually went um, went to a Stars game few, um, when they was in the playoffs a few years back when they was allowed to go to the games. But um, I can't wait till we're able to go to the games again. I definitely will be at another Stars game. Yeah, you swapped jerseys with Jason Spezza, right, when he was still a yep. Dallas star? Yep, I still got his jersey now. I'm good. Did you watch hockey when you were in – you went to high school in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. And did you watch hockey then? Nah, I, I just got into hockey kind of when I got here. I, I wasn't. A, I'm not a big hockey fan, but I would do watch it though. Uh, do you do you watch it on television too? Because that's a hard television sport. Yeah, I love it. It's just kind of like football. I love the collisions and I love, you know, when they fighting and everything. It's just some some excited. That's the only sport that they let you fight. So I definitely <laughs> love that. <laughs> you wish the rules were different in football. Yeah, I mean, they let you fight in football, but we got too many pads on, too many helmets. It's, it's, it's pointless, really. Now, uh, you know, that uh, when you say they let you fight, nobody no, really... I, I was about to say they don't let you fight, but people still fight all the time. Every play, really. Every play. That was kind of what I was getting at. Uh, because uh, I don't know how you, and maybe you can help us with this, I don't know how you play the position you play... Because I don't know what's pass interference and what's not pass interference, or 
illegal contact or what are people talking about the difficulty of trying to figure out what's a catch? But how, how do you know, what do you say to yourself about what it's okay to do and not okay to do when you're covering a guy? I mean, these days it's, it's, it's pretty complicated, but um, you know, you, you would know if you, if you really pass interference a guy or if you was holding a guy. It's the ones that's in the middle, in between, is ticky tacky. Like certain refs, certain refs call it, certain refs don't call it. So you just gotta understand what ref you got ref in the game that that day, and um, you gotta just go about it like that. How frustrating is that that you have to kind of know who's officiating the game to know what you can and can't get away with? I mean, that's what comes with our position. You know, everybody got to deal with something at their position, and that's what we got to deal with in ours. And that's something we should we have to um, actually pick up on and get better at going forward. Do you talk about or study the tendencies of the officials calling the game that week in advance to know this guy's going to call this, this guy's going to let that go? Yeah, um, Coach McCartney, he goes over um, all the officials before every game, and he let us know uh, this official, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll let you play a little bit. Um, this official, he has the most holding, holding calls, most outside calls, um, most pass interference calls, so he lets us know every game. And you feel like that's been helpful in your preparation so far this year? Yeah, it gives you, it gives you like a heads up and, you know, you could get your mind set and get it right for the game. Be like, okay, I know, I know he's going to look for this in the game, so let me be conscious about that. And it definitely helps. And has there ever been a case where you, uh, for whatever reason, either you got beat or you came over late to help and somebody else got beat, but you knew that uh, I better foul this guy, I better, like, tackle him, I better pull on his jersey because otherwise there's there's a fixing the score touchdown. Uh, you saying with the refs? No, the refs? I mean, do you ever oh. say to yourself, I'm just going to, I've got the guys, he's he's gone if I don't grab him. Uh, I mean, it haven't came up this year, but, I mean, if, it, if that situation came up, then, yeah, I do what I have to do for the team. There you go. Sometimes taking a penalty is the right thing to do for the team. Keep that in it mind. Depends. Yeah, it depends. If, he, if he's if he's gone, then you got to. I would take a penalty to touchdown any day. There you go, Brian Sarek. Yeah. You keep that in mind when you're on your tractor out there. Sometimes you have to take a penalty for the team. We're going to take our final break and be right back with Anthony Brown. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Omni Hotels and Resorts. This fall, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Experience football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. Enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer. We'll be right back with Anthony Brown on the Cowboys Hour.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. It's not his birthday? No, it is his birthday. Oh, okay. Well, then that's all we're saying. Anthony Brown, Cowboys cornerback, is our very special guest this evening and delighted to have Anthony with us as well as all of you who are joining us wherever you're joining us. And I'm told there are a couple of different ways you may be seeing us now on the DallasCowboys.com. So, hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Hope it was good. And um, we believe that we will have a show next Monday. Since the Cowboys are now not playing the Baltimore Ravens on Monday, they're playing the Baltimore Ravens on Tuesday at 7.05 p.m. Central Time. I got Claps it right. for Brad. I got it right? Yes. God, I'm so relieved. <laughs> uh, A.B., you were talking before uh, about being allowed, if you're not on IR, you are allowed on the sideline uh, for a home game, what about on the road? Are you guys able to travel if you're uh, if you're injured but not on IR? I, I, to be honest, Brad, I don't know all the rules this year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. Okay, I, I won't. Hold, I wouldn't hold you to anything anyway. That's good. Um, so, um, you you grew up in Tampa. I know you and I have had this conversation before, but a lot of people, uh, the audience changes. You grew up in Tampa and went to Purdue. That's probably not not a bunch of your high school buddies were going to Purdue, were they? No. It, nope. was, it was actually it was actually um I had another guy from Tampa at Purdue when I got there though. So. Did you know him? Yeah, I knew him. I knew him. Um How did that happen? How did you I just I'm sorry I paused, but uh, our fabulous technical director Ted Nichols Payne has just texted me that my headphones are on backwards. How, what's backwards? One ear and you hear the sound. Uh, how'd you get from Tampa to Purdue and don't say you flew? <laughs> I don't know. They came and got me, man. They came and found me. And um, it all worked out the way it did. They were they were actually the first team they, to give me an offer and um, after my junior season. And I actually committed after my visit. I verbally committed after my visit. And um, after my senior year, I didn't really take no other visits to any other schools and really listen to what the other schools had to say, really. I just stuck with my first commitment, and that's really how I ended up at Purdue. It wasn't no crazy story or anything. I'm wondering if when you were drafted, you have a, a funny story or something like that. When you were talking to uh, Garrett Gilbert, he was saying he was watching golf in the other room. When you were drafted in 2016, did you have anything that was unusual or funny looking back on it? Yeah, um, on my draft day, um, I, I actually stopped watching the draft, and uh, I was at the airport when when I before I got the call, and um, it was crazy because I, I was dropping someone off. I was dropping my wife off. She wasn't my wife at the time. She was my girl at the time. I was dropping her off at the airport. And as I'm dropping her off, I get a call, and it's a Dallas number. And uh, as soon as I answer the phone, it's Jerry Jones. And I just, I was in shock. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I thought I wasn't getting drafted. And I ended up getting drafted in the sixth round. And um, Jerry Jones, I'm on the phone with Jerry Jones, and I'm a cowboy just like that. So that, that was really my story. Now, you and I have talked before about, um, and a lot of guys 
if they don't get drafted where either their agent told them they were going to go or where they hoped they were going to go and it gets to Saturday and some guys would rather not be drafted so they can decide to go wherever they want. Um, and some guys get a little chip on their shoulder about it. And now, do I not recall correctly that you you had a little chip on your shoulder about being uh, taken not before the sixth round? For sure. Um, I mean, it could have been fourth round. I still have a chip on my shoulder. And um, I just felt like, you know, I was even coming out of high school, I was a little bit overlooked coming out. And I always had that mentality and I always had that mindset. So when I, even when I went in the sixth round, I wasn't, I wasn't saying because I went in sixth round, my agent told me I was going before because he, he really didn't give me a, a, um, a specific round or something to look to go in. It was just, let's see what happened. And um, it happened in the sixth round, and I'm glad it happened the way it did, and everything turned out fine. So when you got home from the airport, did you go turn on the TV again? I didn't, actually. I didn't get to see it on TV, but I don't care because I, I experienced it firsthand on the phone with Jerry, so I was happy with that. So there was no when you when he was on the phone with you. Did you have any thoughts of, well, wait a minute, I'd I'd rather have had it not been drafted and gone wherever I wanted to go, or were you just happy? No, nah, I the wasn't. Phone? I wasn't feeling like that. I was I was happy with getting drafted. I, I definitely was happy to be drafted. And was your wife was she already on the plane, or were you able to tell her before she got on the plane to <laughs> to leave? I was able to tell her right before she was just um, cross terminal to um, to go over. You know, when you got to go over to the other side, she was just crossing over, and I told her right before I left, and um, it was crazy. Did she think crazy. about Did she think about not getting on the plane? <laughs> nah, she had to go because she was in the army at the time, so oh. she had to go back. Yeah, she had to go back to work. Yeah, well, you don't mess around with that boss. Right, right. Where was she going back to? Um, Colleen, she was in Colleen at the time, so she wasn't far from me. Okay, well there you, and I'm sure she was very excited she was able to hear the news rather than wait till her flight ended. Exactly. I'm telling you, everything, worked, it happened so fast and everything, it worked out nice. It's almost kind of nice that it wasn't, you know, that the huge spectacle is fun and watching it all on TV and happen, but was it almost just kind of nice that it was organic and it was really just you at the airport? It wasn't a big to-do. It was, okay, like, this is this is pretty cool, and it's it's pretty personal. I was just happy it happened, period. That's all. I was just happy it happened. And the only thing I wish could, I wish my mom was, was next to me, because she's a diehard Cowboy fan. She's been one all her life, and I wanted her to experience that moment, too. So that's the only thing I would change, but I'm, I'm just happy it happened. Was she also a Floridian? Yes. So how did she get to be a Cowboy fan? I don't know. She She's just been one ever since I was born. She's been a Cowboy fan since I've been born. So I've always been watching the Cowboys as a little kid. And um, she's always been one. How special was that? I feel like there's a lot of players where even if their families are not from Dallas, they grew up watching the Cowboys because of parents and Grant Bright. They say America's team for a, a reason. Of, a lot of them say that. How special was that? to get drafted and to still be, you just signed a new contract all with the Cowboys. Right, that's what I'm saying. Everything just happened the way it happens and it's, I can't explain the feeling I get. It's just, I'm just blessed and I'm thankful for everything. Now, I want to go back and ask you something about um, a topic we were talking about, the three of us here at the beginning of the show. Uh, as, uh, as Danny mentioned, um, there are a lot of people on radio stations and uh, in the Twitterverse right now talking about 
uh, who the Cowboys might draft and should should injured players play the rest of the way so that maybe if you don't play all your best players, you wind up getting a better draft choice. A.B., I've always found it very comical that people talk about players caring about that because if you're a veteran player, what we're talking about is they're bringing in someone maybe to take your job. Uh, is that is that something that you hear people talk about and say, don't even come near me with any of that talk? No, I'm, I'm not hearing anybody talking about nothing on the outside. I'm not even trying to hear it. I'm, I'm standing to myself and worrying about me and trying to get better on my end. I'm not hearing none of that outside noise. And how do you keep that out? I stay stay away from. I'm not. I'm on social media. I don't even. I don't even get on Twitter. So you know, Twitter is crazy. And Instagram, you know, I just stay. Don't even read the comments. Don't look at any of that stuff. And you just, you know, try to stay away from that negative energy that that people put out there. And you want to just stay positive. So I just try to stay positive as much as possible. Tend to my family. And do my job. It's a very wise man we got right here. Well, then, are you on TikTok? Definitely not. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Definitely not. I just had to ask. I'm only on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I don't. I tweet every now and then, but not really. Um, Instagram probably be the the best way to get in contact with me. But other than that, I'm I'm not on social media. Well, go. You want to go ahead and tell everybody your Instagram handle so they can follow you. Uh, Instagram handle is asb underscore ix. And um, Twitter handle, I don't even know my Twitter handle. That's the crazy part. Well, don't even worry about it. it. Yeah. Believe, believe me, I'm on there way too much, and I'm not on there a lot. But it's there's nothing good that comes from there's nothing good that comes from Twitter. So um, this week, Monday and Tuesday, you're locked out of the building. Are you meeting virtually? Yes, virtual meetings. Both days you, you had today tomorrow. and tomorrow. Yep, today and tomorrow virtual meetings. And, and how we're are supposed to be back in the building on Wednesday, but now that we just got pushed back again, I'm not sure if that's going to change anything or not. The Ravens, we've talked about the whole reason all this is the schedule is changing is, is the COVID outbreak with Baltimore. They've put, I think, at this point, like 20 players on the COVID-19 reserve list. How hard is that when you guys don't know who you're going to be preparing to play against? I mean, 20 players is crazy just to think about 20 players. Like, that's almost half the team. Like, that's a lot of people. So, um, you know, I, don't, I really don't know. This this would be our first game. We have to prepare for um, guys who we don't know who will be playing. And um, I figure we'll just go in with the same mindset. Let's just focus on us and do what we do. We don't matter who, who lines up against us. We just got to do what we got to do. Anthony Brown, our guest tonight. For Danny Sarek, I'm Brad Sham. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on the Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!